Where does it go? Where does it go? All of that cast off junk, where does it go? Welcome to Where Does It Go, a podcast about the life cycles of all kinds of things. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. And today, as part of our new way of doing things, where we're just going to do one topic, I'm going to be talking about where old mail trucks go. As in the... I'm so excited. I know, as in the old um, USPS mail trucks. And they're actually used in different countries, too. I didn't know this. Uh, Canada actually uses them as well. And I think it said Mexico uh, uses those old mail trucks. The The same mail trucks we have as well. Obviously, they have their Canadian post or whatever it is on their mail trucks. But anyway, I'm going to start with where they go. And actually, they don't go anywhere. They're very hard to find on government auctions, or you can find them hidden in junk sh- junkyards. And the reason is they are built to last. Oh. Yeah, they keep them for years and years and years and years and fix and replace parts as needed. They're actually designed to do that. The mail trucks are made were made originally to last 20 years. Unbelievable. And they've actually, uh, the oldest ones are now over 30 years old. So the USPS in the future, very coming up very soon, is going to pick a new prototype. But the company that got the contract from the USPS is called Grumman. Grumman actually um, is a, it was a... Um, Collaboration between Grumman, uh, which is an aircraft, um, it's like an aircraft carrier, aircraft maker air for uh, after World War II, and they teamed up with GM to make these long-life vehicles. The USPS bought about 146,000 of them between the start of the uh, long-life vehicle in the late 80s um, to 1994. So from about 87 to 94 is when the Grumman long-life vehicles were made. So prior to World War II, the USPS used whatever. They pretty much had no standardization, which made it very, very hard for them to fix, to have any kind of plan for fixing their fleet. Um, Some Places might be using a horse and buggy. Some places might be using just, you know, whatever truck was around. This made it an issue to kind of plan as a larger organization how much to have in the stock for, you know, if they needed to replace or fix. So after World War II, the standardization went to sit and stand trucks. And these are really, really cute. But they were only really great for urban areas and bad in rural and suburban areas. So in the 1950s, Jeep, they started adapting Jeeps, USPS did, the Jeep CJ2 or CJ3. And these were basically adapted to be used by the USPS. And then Jeep actually started making the DJ3, the D meaning dispatch. And it was, you could still buy this commercially from Jeep, but... The dispatch one was made specifically for some kind of dispatch job. But the USPS was the largest purchaser of the two-wheel drive, completely enclosed cab dispatch vehicle. 
It had a Chevy chassis. Um, when Jeep merged with Ren- Renault, yeah, Renault, um, Jeep ended the production in 1984. So the USPS had to figure out what to do. They had to figure out, they're like, hey, we need we need car, we need trucks that will work. We don't want to spend, we want to spend money like, you know, once. We want to get these great vehicles. So they had a list of requirements in 1984-85 and they sent it out to domestic automakers and they're like, hey, we want a watertight aluminum body. We want it to be easy and comfortable for our mare carriers to get in and out of. We want it capable of running seven days a week, 20 hours a day for 20 years. Three automakers came back with prototypes and then they started testing these prototypes. And this is cool. You can go on YouTube, go to Smithsonian Postal Museum, and you can see the Smithsonian Postal Museums. uh, They have the actual video of some of the prototype tests for these vehicles. So the only vehicle that passed all these punishing road tests, like going over potholes 300,000 times, I'm not even kidding, was the Grumman LLV. So it has, so what are some of the, the, the pros of the LLV before we get into the cons of the LLV. (laughs) (laughs) So the current LLVs, long life vehicles, are made on a Chevy chassis with pretty much the suspension of a Chevy S10 pickup. So it's basically on a uh, pickup chassis. Uh, It originally had a engine called the Iron Duke. I am not a gearhead. I cannot tell you what that means, but if you know about cars, it was originally the Iron Duke. It's now something else. Um, However, so it's made to run for 20 years, was extended to extended to 30 years in 2009. It has a watertight riveted aluminum body. No surprise, it was made by an aircraft maker. Um, it has right-hand drive, and that is basically for the safety of the uh, mail carrier so they can step out onto the curve onto the right and not into traffic. It has a unbelievable turning radius because the... the uh, Front wheels are actually uh, shorter. The the wheel they're actually closer together than the back wheels, so it can turn really well. And they're made to be punished. However, if you told a former mail carrier that you're like, you know what, I really want to drive. I really want to buy one of these. I think most mail mail carriers would be like. Why? <laughs> I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why most mail carriers are like these are terrible. You know they're you know they're work vehicles. So, but they wouldn't choose to drive them in real life. So, first of all, it has a big design flaw. It can catch fire because the fuse box is right next to the wiper fluid line. So you can imagine weather twenty years. The wiper fluid line is going to leak next to the fuse box. The uh, aluminum, the aluminum box that you're writing in can catch fire and it's full of paper and cardboard. So yes, very dangerous if it catches fire. So that's a known issue. Yeah. (laughs) 
It does feature sliding doors on either side. Uh, it has metal bins in the back. Uh, it can carry up to a thousand pounds and a three hundred pound person. So, oh, yeah, they're they're Wait. pretty unbelievable. They do not go fast. I think their top speed is 55 miles per hour. Most mail carriers tell you that you should never drive it that fast because it's terrifying to do so. (laughs) (laughs) The seat doesn't move back and forth, but it does go up and down for the height of the person. There's uh, seven mirrors on the thing because... It's aluminum box. It has really bad visibility because there's no windows in the back. So it's got seven mirrors are throughout to kind of tell where you're going. And the newest problem with it is uh, is that it was designed to carry letters. With the advent of all of us uh, like ordering stuff online, you can't carry as many boxes as letters so it doesn't carry as much as it used to when you used to just get letters and junk mail also they have no ac this is an issue because if you Mm -hmm. live in the south and you're in an aluminum box driving around all you have is like a janky fan and it just blows hot air back at you so it does have heat but no ac so you can imagine being in a metal box in the middle of summer, how hot that must be. They're also not known to be very good because their wheels are so small and they're so low to the ground. They're really terrible on snow and ice. They've they've tried to fix that problem by putting uh, chains on them, but you know, chains tear up the road, but also they're not good anyway. So they're bad for bad weather. Uh, They get about 10 miles per gallon, and in about 2009, the USPS said it it cost them about $520 million just to fix their LLV fleet just in that year alone. So they're getting expensive to fix. Um, So do you want one? I mean, you can can find them online. I found them at government deals, and uh, I found a couple on government surplus auctions they're starting to come up more and more because they're reaching the end of the uh, end of their life however they're not as i said comfortable or luxurious as any as any mail carrier would probably tell you they don't have air conditioning airbags traction control uh abs they don't have it you might be able to find one with a working am fm radio but that's stretching it but all of them are automatic transmission and i've noticed there's a couple people on youtube who have uh, bought them and you know souped them up replaced the engine done some fun things with them but i mean they're not going to be race vehicles by (laughs) any means they don't sound street legal they they are street legal, but uh, yeah, the right hand drive. It's a, a. I don't think you can do right hand drive unless you're a delivery vehicle here. I'm not yeah. actually sure. Um, I have seen occasional European imports without adjusted steering on the road, but they usually also have European plates. So it may be something you have to get like special dispensation to do. Yeah, it might be under like some collector vehicle thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're always nice. It's never like a, I don't know, some kind of everyday hatchback, whatever. 
they're, usually yeah they're not mail fancy. trucks <laughs> no it's not a mail truck either <laughs> I think they're kind of cool and fun looking like I the only reason I would ever have one is just to play with it and have fun and decorate it and do crazy stuff with it like in a parade or something or just you know just to have fun but otherwise just I kind of changed my mind about wanting one after I researched this I was like oh yeah no (laughs) it would be easier to drive presumably than a bus Uh, but it would be harder to want to be in it than than a bus (laughs) It might be really handy for like if you were some a seller at a flea market or an outdoor market because you could just like roll stuff straight out of the back. Yeah, totally. And they're all metal on the inside, so they're used to being beat up. Um, mm-hmm. But really, that's what transit connects are for. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not it's not the best idea. It's just an idea. <laughs> <laughs> they're fun looking, and I like weird boxy vehicles. I have a thing for them. Um, so what's the future for mail trucks? So in 2015, um, as you can imagine, they were like, you know, we really need to start working on this mail truck thing. But then <laughs> between 2015 and 2020, there's been concept vehicles that have been introduced by a few different car makers. But something happened between 2015 and 2020 and uh, the USPS <laughs> didn't have their stuff together. I don't know what that could be. <laughs> I mean, they just forgot to switch the clocks for daylight savings. And so they're an hour ahead. They're an hour behind. They're just a little out of whack, right? That's what happened. That's, <laughs> That's all that happened, happened, right? It was like they were an hour off kilter. And so now they're just going to get it back together, right? That's all that happened. That's all that happened between 2015 and 2020. What on <laughs> earth could have happened? <laughs> <laughs> Since they didn't have radios, nobody was telling them what time it was in the in the vehicles. So when they switched the clocks, they were doing it all wrong. Exactly. That's exactly it. <laughs> that might have been a more effective sabotage than almost anything else that was attempted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what is next? I'm sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, I loved it. So the, there's uh, five different concepts that have, have won. They're all in testing right now. Uh, five different companies with uh, the five prototypes that are the front runners. So AM General, which is related to Jeep, the original Jeeps, um, car, it was either Carson or Kearson. Uh, they're fully electric. Oshkosh and Ford, which Oshkosh is a military contractor from what I could tell, not the people that make the overalls. (laughs) (laughs) Not the children's clothing company. (laughs) Exactly. And Ford. Um, This is basically a modified Ford Transit that can be um, a flexible fuel vehicle. There's Mohe- Mohedra or Mohedra. Uh, they're fully electric. And interestingly, they uh, built the original Jeep in India uh, for Indian Postal Service. So India is another place that, that used the, the Jeep for their postal service, the old DJ3A. And then Workhorse uh, VT Hacky. And they have a, also a battery electric. Most of these vehicles are electric um Mm -hmm. electric has come a long way the batteries last a lot longer which is great all the all of them are being tested and tweaked and the main issue is they want them to be the next llv basically they want them to last 
30 more years. They want them to be heavy duty. They want them to be easy to fix, etc. So this is kind of a big deal. This is going to be a hard thing for these uh, manufacturers to get and hopefully they do. But right now, uh, the a lot of postal offices are using SUVs as well. So they've kind of put some SUVs in the running for to replace some of their uh, LLVs that maybe aren't functioning or just need better, you know, something like in Alaska where these little mail trucks probably don't do too well most of the year. The mud, the snow, the ice, etc. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's We've a, had, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. We've had uh, one postal carrier come to our house. We live at the top of a hill. And we've had a postal carrier come to our house during a snowstorm in his own vehicle because he knew his postal truck would not make it. Wow. He only had to do it once and he didn't have to do it at all. We had no expectation of mail <laughs> that day, but he probably just wanted to get it out of, off his plate so he didn't have a double batch of mail the next work day uh but yeah so there are truly somewhat inaccessible places depending on the vehicle you have but even depending on the vehicle you have now if you have one of the trucks that are literally my age yeah 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 it's it's unbelievable like some of the oldest ones are probably your age emily and they're still yeah. running. It's unbelievable. So if you find one on a government auction surplus in a junkyard, they've been beat up. They've been put through the ringer. You know, they've gone over potholes 30,000 times. They've, you know, they've delivered 700 million tons of mail. You know, they've had uh, mail carriers farts in them for 30 years. this is just the way of things they have no ac they have no airbags they have no tracking traction control etc what must the state of that seat be exactly just i'm sure it's vinyl and just sweat and bouncing and ugh so the one I saw, there was a guy on YouTube, he actually had inside his mail truck and he actually had a fabric seat, which is kind of strange to me because I don't think a fabric seat would last all that much longer. I would definitely want like those beads or one of those wooden beads at least, <laughs> like to help my back if I was driving in this little, this little riveted metal box all day full of you'd mail. Be the, you'd be the cool mail lady. <laughs> I hope so. I, you know, I was thinking about this while I was researching this. We had a walking route when I was a kid. Uh, our our mail person, he parked like somewhere off in the neighborhood and then he had a walking route through it. So he really got to know a lot of people. So he, w- he would know like if, I think one time he ended up calling, you know, the state or health service or whatever or the police to be like this old I haven't seen this old lady and I'm like the only person she sees so Mm -hmm. he was pretty cool he had this crazy like long long beard and he would walk through the snow in shorts and if you asked him about it he's like yeah I get really hot while I walk I'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) they had a project runway episode in the first season where they were invited to 
redesign a mail carrier outfit. <laughs> nice. I just I just remember that from you mentioning it and it was very interesting to watch like these three extraordinarily avant-garde designers and three v- fairly conventional designers take on the postal service uniform. <laughs> it was fascinating. Yeah, I'll have to watch that. It was the f- absolute first season. Huh, okay. And I'm And I'm genuinely surprised that the Postal Service agreed to participate like that. Because hmm. the first Project Runway season was very, uh, let's call it earthy in terms of how, <laughs> earthy. how it was produced. It was very, um, I don't want to call it unprofessional or anything like that. It was obviously something where they had no idea if it would last and they had no idea if they'd get another season. So they were kind of trying to do the best they could while also fully understanding that they had no idea if there was any longevity and trying to do something very rapidly. Because I think the I think the season when they do the design challenges only lasts like less than a month or like a month. Oh, really? Yeah, it's two or three days per challenge and then they just start right over again. Uh, and so... And then they get th- three months, I think, for Fashion Week. Anyway, uh, you can tell it's a little raw, the footage. And uh, so it surprises me that the Postal Service would have agreed to do that. I feel like that must have been a lot of paperwork. Oh, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was just a local mail, uh, like local post office that did it, not the, not the Postal the entire postal service. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm going on a project runway tangent. I like it. I like your mail carrier with the beard. I know he was really cool. I I always wonder what happened to him because he, you know, when I, I was a I was probably ten years old. He was probably in his thirties, so he's mm-hmm. more than likely still alive. He wasn't that old. I say that oh, sure. now because I'm in my forties. I'm like, oh, thirties not that old. <laughs> so. I wanted to talk about, I, I got a lot of the information for the future of mail trucks from this one YouTube video, and I think you should go watch it because he actually shows you pictures of the concept vehicles that are being tested. It's d in the garage, the he, past, present, future mail delivery, and he does mostly videos on Jeeps. So this was of interest to him because of uh, how it started out. Uh, they started out using Jeeps. But if you want to watch a really good and informative video about uh, the past, present, and future, including the concept vehicles that are coming up in the future for them to approve it, I, I totally suggest him. It, it was actually one of the most informative videos I've ever watched. And it, he was pretty entertaining. It's just him sitting in a car car talking about it i'm probably sitting in a jeep i'm assuming and uh he just showed you pictures of stuff and explained it it was really good and also this smithsonian postal museum if you want to watch those test drives of the llv they're pretty cool but you can see that they went over gravel like 50 million times just to make sure that the cars could handle it and the llv won good little llv that is now older than emily (laughs) yeah I didn't know there was a postal history Smithsonian Museum. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I would love to go. I'm not going to go, but we could add it to our uh, road trip. 
Oh yeah, DC has to be on our road trip. And there's no way in hell I'm getting we're gonna get a postal vehicle and ride in it to DC. No, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> How horrible. I'd rather, I'd rather go to DC in a Geo Metro. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we'd have AC and airbags. So. And more than one seat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, no, there are two seats. I'm sorry. There are two seats in a mail truck, aren't there? No, there's only one seat. So oh. there's the driver's seat, and where there would be a passenger seat, there's a giant metal tray for where they can put um, their mail and stuff on and those little you know cool mailboxes those cool cardboard plastic corrugated mailboxes that i'm mildly fascinated and obsessed with like we had them at the estate sale company they'd come up every once in a while like why are you stealing stuff from the postal service but whatever (laughs) (laughs) i my boston it was just the people we were working in their house for some reason would have these and i'd be like these are fantastic actually (laughs) (laughs) It is. I bet it's a really interesting material and probably very robust. It's very robust. That's the thing. You could put anything in it. It was really great. Anyway. <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably why they, you know, filched them. They probably were like, ooh. Well, I'm guessing they went on vacation. So I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. I'm guessing mm-hmm. they went on vacation and got a ton of mail. And the mail carrier's just like, here. <laughs> It's entirely possible, honestly. <laughs> Instead of, you know, just stealing them from the postal carrier. <laughs> swiping them from the truck and dumping all the mail out onto the ground. Just tiptoeing to the back of the truck, shaking out the mail. <laughs> Mine now. <laughs> oh, that's really interesting that they're too awful to be all that collectible, but also they're too high quality to be all that collectible yeah they're you can't collect them because they're still using them (laughs) and i I, you know i have to wonder like if they're selling off one of these instead of fixing it it must have a lot of stuff wrong with it you know you're right it must be a wreck if they're not bothering to fix it at this point because they don't have replacement vehicles for it Exactly. Well, I watched one video of this guy. I think it was uh, LLS. He found a postal vehicle. He found one of these in a junkyard, and it took him two years to fix up. He put a new engine in it. He did all kinds of stuff to it. He he gave it new tires, which is good if you want to, you know, it's going to need new tires if you want to drive <laughs> on anything. <laughs> And he actually fixed it up. So if you look on YouTube, there's a lot of people have done a lot of cool stuff to him. But for the most part, have replaced everything they can replace on it. Yeah, but you have to do it's like a just a gut job. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Huh. I don't. I agree with you. I don't want to buy a postal vehicle. You know, I did before I did this research because I think they're adorable. Because I, you know, I, I love mm-hmm. everything that's troll doll cute. I'm troll doll cute. Everything else is troll doll cute. <laughs> <laughs> they are troll doll cute. That's a good way of describing exactly. them. Exactly. Because they're very charming. Yes, exactly. Um, but now I don't. I'm like, why on earth would I have one? And most mail carriers I've learned from Reddit would agree. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, thank you, mail carriers. Yes, thank you. Thank you for driving these awful trucks to get us our crap. (laughs) We appreciate you. Most definitely. Particularly right now. Oh, God, yeah. So, yeah, that that was where mail trucks go. Nowhere. <laughs> They're still being used. Um, in the future, we'll probably see a glut of them as the fleet is replaced. But for now, they're being used. Yeah, what's going to happen to them? Uh, yeah, well, I guess I we'll never know. There should, somebody should come up with, like, a mail cart derby. Oh, agreed. That'd be awesome. But, like, rip out the engine and everything and just power it Flintstone style with your feet. <laughs> so have you seen the Red Bull? I think it's the post yes, box the derby. Fl- Soapbox I- derby or whatever. Yeah, I have. There's such called, a like, good time. Fluvog or something. Oh, the Fluvog is one of them. So the Fluvog is the one where they actually build a plane type thing, a thing that is supposed to fly. Uh, it is redu- totally ridiculous. Pe- I don't understand the engineering education any of these people got. <laughs> but sometimes they actually do fly, and they ba- basically go off a they basically go off a ramp in uh, over water, and then uh, to see if they will actually fly. That's the Fluvog one. There's actually a, a soapbox derby or boxcar derby or something like that. It's basically what you would think, like, you know, Girl Scout, Boy Scout kind of a soapbox or, yeah, soapbox derby where you build a little car, a little vehicle, and it has to go over, you know, terrain changes and stuff through the finish line. They're super fun to watch because people make the craziest stuff and they're graded on their performance. They'll be, they'll be dressed in costumes and they'll make their vehicle and into like giraffes and hippos and poop and whatever yeah there's been a duck one hasn't there it's not fluvog which is a shoemaker so i'm trying to find what the name is flute dog yeah that's it mm-hmm. it's a good time i suggest them and yes they'd be perfect for that we need to have some kind of mail truck soup up race kind of thing yes good idea you heard it from emily first it's our idea <laughs> Maybe if we get enough sponsors or money, we can post it ourselves. That'd be a good time. That would be fun. You know, post-COVID. Yeah, of course. But then we'd have to organize it, so maybe not. <laughs> yeah, maybe we could just hire someone to do that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and by hire someone, I mean sell them our idea and then have nothing to do with it. Ever again. Just be like, oh, that's a great idea. Here you go. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Sarah. Yes, thank you. It was so much fun to research and learn about. You can find us at wheredoesitpodcast.com, wheredoesitpodcast at gmail.com if you want to tell us what that race is if we're wrong. I think Sarah's right. I think I was totally wrong in thinking of a shoe company, and I think Sarah got it right. And we're on Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest, and you can donate to us if you'd like. And that's that. Bye! Bye.